Sandball Podcast Network. We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad time with enough to turn goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. And welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. Sitting here today with John Tuvey and Jay Clemens. How you doing, John? Shoveled and gruntled as always. Uh, and Jay, doing well? I'm doing well, but the way you opened up, it wasn't as peppy as it normally is. I know, is. I didn't. Uh, it felt like I was listening to a fantasy football podcast like on NPR or something like that. And uh, <laughs> Welcome no, back. No, welcome back our to week 13 <laughs> podcast. Yes. Yeah, I, did, I didn't throw down the podcast. That yeah, I normally it was do. like it's almost like you're a little subdued today. You it's know, week like, thirteen. It's, it's week a crime, thirteen, man. Baby. It's yeah. the final weekend of the regular season, right. or in some leagues, uh, you know, bigger leagues where they may even have like a sixteen or twelve or team league. I mean, this is this 7, is it. So teams. I yeah. actually had a, I know I know we got questions to do, but I actually mm-hmm. had a guy at Twitter asked me like, is it okay to dump somebody by now? Like, dude, there's no there's no. Glory in having a good bench. If you don't think the guy, Amen. if you're going to start the guy for the next three weeks, dump him and get somebody that you think possibly might start. Yep. This It's money time. This, Upside, there's baby. no more time to kind of lament your roster. You're either ready to win it or you're not. Yeah. Yep. And, and even if you need to win this week to get in, doesn't matter if the guy's got a great matchup week 15, week 16. You need the you exactly. need to win this week. You got to win this week. Clear the All hands space. Are, hey, it, maybe go get him in waivers. I, I treat it like in game seven in the World Series. It's all hands on deck. Unless you threw eight innings for me last night, you are. You, I'm, I'm going to throw you in the mix. And, and, and even then, we see might we see do. if we can get a, get a, you know one yep. batter out of you. All right, we've uh, gone to baseball, Scott. Back to football. <laughs> yeah, let's let's jump onto that football stuff. Uh, first off, we have draft. In, uh, we do. In we have f- draft. It's yeah. so cool. Go go to fanball.com. Go to our lobby, and if you click on the if you click on draft, which is right next to the the daily the DFS lobby, you can you can do sit and goes. You can uh, or scheduled. Uh, you can jump in a draft and do like a two person draft or a four person draft or a six person draft, and uh, draft just like your regular old snake draft. They're they're pretty fun, really enjoyable. They go super quick too, which. Uh, which is really nice. You can do a bunch of them. I have to admit, I, I thought you were talking about the draft beer in the, in mm. the we have in the conference <laughs> room. But uh, yeah, the, the drafts are great too, and we're going to be throwing up some drafts on Twitter. The the groups of us that uh, are us content types here will uh, yes. be inviting you to to play in kind of like a, a mock draft. You won't be able to win any money since uh, we are not allowed to take yeah. your money yeah. for that. Which but you, you know, can try sense. it out. Try yeah, it out for test free. drive it and then. You know, you're prepared. You grab four friends or four strangers off the internet, and uh, or you take behind a money. Walmart. We, we or can't take your money, you but I thing. will give you a free pen. I mean, I will give. <laughs> I will give you. We'll play the game for free, but I. But at the end, I will send you a bill for a pen for thirty bucks. Wow. I love that. You know, like, wow. We will check with our compliance guys. Yeah, to see I don't if we're know. Uh, that. No, the, the, edit that portion. The, the great thing about all the rules that we have with fantasy compared to two years ago, yeah. there's no gray, gray area now. So you don't. Yeah, need it's to, really nice. You don't even that need to cross really nice. that. Like, there's no way you're ever going to cross that line. So it's not too bad. It's kind nice. of gray area. It's charcoal. 
We also, in the lobby, have our NFL Pay Dirt comp- contest, which is 6000 this week. Big. But we're bringing back the foreplay that the we had on cool, Thanksgiving. So if you manage to have the highest scoring quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, there's an additional $1,000. If you're the only guy that has it, you're going to win $1,000. That's a... Uh... That's that's a really nice uh, incentive to uh, to participate in the contest. Yeah, like ten dollar contest. We had that in our internal Thursday slate, and uh, I was I was halfway there, and it wasn't almost, the two guys I thought. Almost it. there, basically almost. We're almost there with the drink. <laughs> Did your southern accent just come out on that? Basically <laughs> almost that's there, my, ma'am. That's my Peyton Manning. Yeah. We're almost there. <laughs> Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Oh, I like uh, McVeigh's audibles a lot. You know, you know, you know what Tuvi told me yesterday. Yeah, I asked him like because I'm driving to Michigan uh, for the holidays uh, this weekend or very soon, in fact. Uh, and I was asking Tuvi about driving to Chicago. He goes, "I don't know. I've, I've never been out of the state. Oh, not uh, never. outside of Iowa. I've never. I've never driven out of the state. <laughs> but yet you have a southern accent. You know, it's like that great line from Drew Carey when uh, remember Oswald? The, oh yeah, yeah, where uh, he had an accent. It was Southern accent, but they lived in Cleveland. Yeah. They like, why do you have an accent? He goes, because I was born on vacation. You know, that, that's like two of you. I like. I've it. left the state, just not recently. There's a court order for that. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's uh, let's talk some quarterbacks. Let's start with uh, who's gonna. Let's go with Jay. Okay. Um, keep in mind, we like as as we do every show. Sometimes I may splurge on a guy, but basically I want my four guys to have a composite salary total somewhere in the 18 19, low 19 range, okay? So I felt like spending a lot of money on Drew Brees. $6800 to me is an absolute steal going against the Panthers this week at 6800 like I said before. Okay, let's run down the list here. Charting his last 20 games at the Superdome, Brees has notched 300 yards passing and or multiple touchdowns 18 times. And the two clunkers where he didn't get to 300 yards, guys, he threw for 299. Okay? <laughs> of his last oh, five home encounters with the Panthers, okay, Brees has otherworldly averages of 347 yards passing and three and a half touchdowns per outing, okay? How about this? That, you know, uh, to, uh, Scott and I were talking about this the other day. A lot of people want to think that the venue doesn't matter. Venue absolutely matters here. Of the last five games played at Carolina's Bank of America Stadium between the Panthers and Saints, the cumulative final score was 41. The average of that was 41.2 points. For the Superdome, the Panthers-Saints, their last five meetings, the cumulative final score average, 67 points. Yeah, that's unreal. That's, that's huge. More. Okay, that's 26 more points per game. Uh, yes, the tech, the Panthers so technically bet the over on that 48. Yes, yeah. In fact, <laughs> the guys in series pointed out to me that this is the first week of, all year where Vegas doesn't have a single over under at 50. No, I will bet everything that I own that Panthers Saints gets to 50, and I would probably take Bengals Steelers maybe too as well. Like I think that'll be high scoring, but we can touch on that later. Feels like we need the disclaimer here that uh, these. This advice is for entertainment purposes only. Do not but uh, of bet course. everything you own. So, Breeze, the ninth-ranked <laughs> quarterback in price this week on Fanball. Uh, only 6800 You can save 1000 off of those top guys. Yeah, and I didn't even get to the point where, yes, the Panthers have the number five pass defense, allowing just 222 yards. But keep in mind, they're just average passing touchdowns-wise. Plus, Josh McCown punctured the Panthers last yeah. year for th- last week for 307 yep. yards passing and three touchdowns, and two of the touchdowns were basically like wide-open coverage. Plus, if you do the quarterback breeze, 
I love handcuffing people in this kind of in the daily Whoa. fantasy. So if you've got Breeze for your handcuff, you have automatic uh, assets in terms of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Some people have Kamara at number one for the week. I only have him at number two among running backs. <laughs> so like, if, so if I you want to spend two, big on those guys, right up there, Breeze kind of levels it out. So for me, sixty eight hundred dollars is absolutely perhaps the best value you might have in the entire board. Nice. Nice, you, yeah. And like okay, I'm going to calm down now. At least you feel strongly about yes, it. Yes, yes. I'm very, I'm very passionate about <laughs> nice. Drew this week. Yeah, well, you should be. For $1,000 cheaper than uh, like a guy like Brady, uh, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great potential shootout game for him there. How about you, John? Well, let me ask you this. If I could save you another 900 <laughs> Could I interest you in Jameis Winston's comeback yeah, we game? We had a car salesman over against here. Against the uh, Green Bay Packers, who allow the fifth most passing yards this year, they've allowed 304 yards on average over the last five weeks. Four of those five games, they've thrown for 297. The one dissenter was uh, Joe Flacco in a shutout loss where they just ran the ball entirely. So um, Winston, I I loved him coming into the season. He's been largely disappointing and yes. hurt over the last month. But uh, he was uh, operating the second-best passing offense prior to going down with injury. He's thrown for at least 325 yards in four of the six games that he's completed. So he's putting yards up. They don't have a running game. I mean, whether Doug Martin gets back in the lineup or it's some combination of Peyton Barber and Jacquez Rogers and Chris Sims. It's still not a running game. They're going yeah. to be throwing the ball. It's going to be going to Mike Evans. Um, Deshaun Jackson's a little nicked up and probably isn't as effective on grass in – Green Bay than he would be on a faster track, but that's not a good secondary. Plus, he can work both of those tight ends, Cam Brate and O.J. Howard, who's starting to come on. So lots of opportunities for Jameis Winston at 5900 I think that's where I'm going to spend my quarterback money is on his comeback game. I know it's, it's a little risky that mm-hmm. uh, we haven't seen him play for a while, but uh, as an offensive line guy, I know full well they lost probably their two best offensive linemen to injured reserve, but... That Panther, that uh, Packers defense doesn't doesn't throw a real scare into me. No, I think Jameis is going to be even if he's operating at garbage time. It's it, you know, the numbers are going to be there. For right. Jameis. You made a very convincing argument. My question to you is: Have you ever spent one day in a dealership as a car salesman? You know, what do not, I have to do to put you as, into a uh, Jameis Winston? Not today? as, but yeah. I had a, a good friend in college who was a vacuum cleaner salesman, and he's rubbed off a little bit. Let me ask you this: He rubbed off. If I get that's you that a price, job, yeah. That was a job in 1952. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, okay. He was he was the director of uh, training for Kirby Vacuums. Hmm. He he was he was everything that you imagine a vacuum cleaner salesman to be, except it was all genuine. He was the great. He <laughs> he seriously wanted to get you the best possible vacuum that you could have. He would get you that price, no questions asked. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay at the same price here with in Brett, the same game in the same game with Brett Hunley against. That Jameis Winston, I hate the idea of this after watching several weeks of Hunley. But last week, it seems like they're corralling him into what he can do. And uh, he looked pretty decent against a much better Steelers team oh, no kidding. last week. Uh, in the Bucks, they've allowed five 300-yard games. They're sixth worst against quarterbacks. They're not allowing a lot of multiple touchdown games, but uh, you know, I feel that they, I suppose they did last week if you count the new. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right, but uh, I think uh, they've allowed. Uh, yeah, they've they've allowed a couple uh, three hundred yard games recently, and I think I think it's uh, I think it's an okay spot for Hunley. It's just a cheap price mostly. Well, and in the shape that that backfield is in, he's as likely to get a rushing touchdown as. 
Yeah. Ty Montgomery or Aaron Jones if they come off the injured list or even uh, Jamal Williams. Yeah. So uh, Hunley and Winston, same price. Uh, You pick your poison or just pay up. Honestly, honestly, a tight end and quarterback, (laughs) this feels like a pay up week at those two positions. I I agree. And and Jay hit it. You know, 6,800. If you can get a Drew Brees and and the pay up price is still almost $1,000. It's only $900 more. yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's I like, move. I, you you know, I will us, say Jay. one thing real board. quick. Uh, the fact that you, and granted, they're playing Tampa Bay this weekend, but you, no one, I think, in the fantasy realm has any qualms of starting Devontae Adams anymore. No. And so the nope. fact that you that they already have this amazing chemistry yeah. on back shoulder throws, not just the deep patterns that he yep. beat Pittsburgh for, it's the back shoulder throws that takes a while to develop that report, and he's already he already has it. Like I've been saying I from think day he's one, got three Brett, of... Brett Hundley will be a fine quarterback for some team someday. He just won't be the Packers quarterback long-term. But if he had started for the Browns two or three years from now, he would be an established <laughs> quarterback by, at this point. Like, uh, like oh, so I, I don't know. I don't the worry Browns about would have found a way to beat it well, out. Okay, fine. I think the Browns could find a way to screw anything up. But uh, there you go. There you go. On our way over to the running backs and the Browns, who do you have, John? I was hoping you'd hit that segue. Nice work. (laughs) I'm going with uh, Isaiah Crowell against the Los Angeles Chargers at the same price, $5,900. I've got him just outside my RB1 range. I've got him ranked at running back 13. He's averaged 5.5 yards per carry or better in three of his last four games, which he was hot cool. garbage early in the season. Oh, I'm surprised. Garbage, he was a dumpster but, fire. Yeah. Another, the, I think we're getting like a redemption week because this is another guy I loved coming into the season and made me look like a complete idiot for the first two months. And <laughs> yeah. now, Which is not easy to do. It, oh, no. It's very easy to do. And, um, and now I'm, I'm able to climb back up onto that pedestal and say, see, told you, if you only would have survived that first two months now he's actually playing well uh double digit carries in all but one game this year 70 combo yards or more in five of his last six games and he gets the charges who have allowed the most rushing yards per game 115 rushing yards per game eight different backs have topped 100 yards or found the end zone curls getting curls getting the shots inside the five which as as fish knows now is called the infrared or is that the ultraviolet it's the ten zone and the five zone. The five zone. I don't. I don't like that. I like the. I think it I like be the, the ones. I like the ones that, that your casual listener can understand. Oh, I. I like. <laughs> Plus, <ones>. ultra. <laughs> what is it? What? What are the two? Um, I think it's red zone. Infrared is inside the ten, and ultraviolet is inside. See, that makes no sense because on the scale, ultraviolet is way on one side, and infrared oh, sure. is way on science. the other side. Yeah, so that I don't believe in science. It doesn't so. even make sense. <laughs> well, the, the fact of the matter is, Curl's zero for five in whatever you want to call uh, yes. inside the five. Yep. I think he's got a real chance to change that stat this week. As a matter of fact, last year when the Browns played the Chargers with a significantly less talented offensive line. He scored twice. Ooh, so, nice. Uh, call him the shot. I'm predicting one whole touchdown at least. One whole touchdown. On a carry inside the five car. that snaps that scoreless streak. Nice. Jay, who's your guy? Well, Tubi just stole my bit of guaranteeing a touchdown. But <laughs> oh, okay, I, 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 I want to hear on, another. Let's, uh, here's the deal. Uh, I looked at my top 25 for PPR running backs. Yes. And I couldn't find anyone of the 25 that actually had a price. In fact, I believe Kenyon Drake had the cheapest price at 5,200. So I kind of had like, oh boy, I just kind of this is the kind of like that. This is the week where I just kind of have to reach deep down in that grab bag 
and just take one of the five people that are in my 40 to 50 range. So let's go with Jalen Richard uh, for the Raiders. Now, as Scott and I talked about before we went on the air, we could have easily gone DeAndre Washington here, too, and I believe they have the same price. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yep. $3,900? Yep, same price. And they play the same team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> as luck would have it, yes. Uh, the scheduling, you know, how does that work out, you know? Um yeah, this is a this is a pretty much a gut call here. I am not predicting. I'm not going to boast anything more than sixty or seventy yards, but I am like Tuvi predicting a touchdown this week. I don't know if it Boom. will be rushing or receiving, but I am guaranteeing a Jalen Richard touchdown this week, and here's why. Derek Carr has right now. I'm go, we're going to go on the assumption that Amari Cooper, with his ankle and concussion injuries, will not play this Sunday, which leaves the Raiders with Seth Roberts. Cordero Patterson and some random guy named Johnny Holton. Okay. Hey, he had as a good game the, last time. All right, fine. <laughs> as their as their lead receivers, and then you have Jared Cook, who I like very much. But as Scott pointed out, J- Jared Cook is the type week. of guy when you expect him to do well, he does nothing. When you expect nothing out of him, he does well. So that leaves like somebody has to pick up the slack for Derek Carr. Otherwise, Derek Carr is looking at a week where he's bottom, you know, the bottom quarter of of the fantasy. Or Jared Cook can do what he did last weekend: drop one touchdown and have no. one overruled. <laughs> that's uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins' job, but that's fine. Um, I know, I know. What's he think uh, he's he, doing? <laughs> he did, I just look at all the running backs this week. I look at all the quarterbacks. It's just hard to find somebody. Uh, you, you know, Cooper, Crabtree, yeah. they've accounted for 39.4% of the most, Raiders receiving uh, yeah. targets, 64.7% of the receiving touchdowns. So that, like, it, there's just nobody obvious. So you take the Giants. The Giants are actually pretty decent uh, against pass-friendly tailbacks. They're horrible against tight ends, bad against uh, uh, the last two wide games, receivers. They have blanked Fun- tight ends. I know. But we're just going on a hunch here, so I don't want to spend too much time on a hunch, but I will guarantee at least one touchdown for Jalen Richard at 3,900. I like it. I like it a lot. Jay mentioned Kenyon Drake. I just want I like that matchup, so I just want to say this, that the Broncos have allowed nine touchdowns to running backs over the last four weeks, and Damian, Wil- yeah. and Damian Williams is likely out. So, and oh, really? I, got up, Dave, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I think Damian friend, Williams is definitely out. Few, okay. so, like I really do right? like that for Drake at 5,200. But my running back is also a guy that might kind of be out. We don't know yet. Well, uh, I, w- I have a pivot for you, but you, you I, run down. I have, a, I have a pivot, too. Okay. <laughs> I'm Double going pivot. With Alex Collins, who mm-hmm. sneakily has, and I say sneakily a lot. Jay loves that. <laughs> No, I was just laughing at the pivot. Like, uh, uh, you you mean like if you are wrong about this one, I got another one. I, I I'm pretty yeah, sure I'll be no, right. No, if if you get to if kick Collins off is out, exactly. I I think the pivot might be Drake. In Michigan, we call one that a caveat. But Alex Collins, he's pl- he's nursing a calf injury. Yeah, he's resting. He did play with it last week. So and played well. Yeah. So. Well. So uh, I expect him to go, but this week he gets a Lions defense who is fourth worst against running backs on the season, second most rushing touchdowns, third most overall touchdowns, but over the last three weeks, just even worse. The most yards to running backs at 175 per game, including four touchdowns. And here's the fun part about Collins. Second in the NFL in yards per carry. Second in the NFL in yards per carry at home with 5.7. Lions are second worst, 5.1 yards per carry, allowing on the road. Uh, I, I could go into just how many running backs have had you know, 100-yard games or touchdowns. There, there's just a lot of them. So it's a really good matchup for Collins at 5,700. I like that, but I do want to bring up my boy DJ Foster. <laughs> it might finally be his week. It might. He's, uh, Isn't that Candace Cameron's character from Full House? No, that was DJ Tanner, my bad. My it was bad. DJ Tanner, now it's yeah. DJ Fuller. Um, 
on Fuller. Oh, is that why uh, they call it Fuller House? Yeah. I, yep. I, not that I ever would watch that show, but I, I did wonder. <laughs> I did watch well, the Why first are they two calling seasons. it Fuller? Is it because there's more people? Yeah. No, she married Will Fuller's uh, uncle, I think. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. That'd be, yeah, maybe. Why not? I bet um, you get him a cameo. Sure. Just DJ Foster. I mean, since Gabbert's come in, he's had five catches over the last two weeks. Receiving backs have had a couple good games uh, against the Rams. Uh, and and he's really the only receiving back. Peterson's not going to do it. So I think there's a chance at 3,100 that this is finally his week. But it's pretty doubtful. <laughs> hey, I, I like the uh, you know the, the deep boldness. dive. If you're, I mean, if you're stacking your lineup elsewhere and you need a, a three grand back, he's, yeah, he's yeah. going to be wa- possibly walking in a lot of touches. And the guy I was going to pivot to in that uh, in that Baltimore game, Baltimore game, Buck Allen, yeah. is, is 2,200 less. I mean, and he, if he's, he scored last week. Well, he, he got to the four-yard line, and then his offensive line just basically rugby scrummed him <laughs> into the end, which was, which was pretty awesome, actually. I, I, I do like that rule now. I mean, I, I, <laughs> oh, I yeah. really I didn't care before. <laughs> when it was a rule, I was like, why is that a rule? What does it matter? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's entertaining to watch. And Allen's look good. He's getting some goal line touches. Um, obviously, if Collins goes, he's the guy I want. But if he doesn't, I think Buck Allen. And yeah. yeah. As the president of the if Danny Collins Woodhead fan go. club, yeah. I know I'd love to see him get more touches. But I think Buck Allen gets that. And then you got twenty two hundred to spread around the rest of your roster. Exactly. And and like like the mention of Foster at thirty one hundred. We'll move to wide receivers real quick, and I'll just quickly mention as mine, <laughs> Josh Gordon is three thousand on Fanball. I, I still think he's going to be second fiddle to Coleman, but he's three thousand dollars with a. He's probably the highest upside $3,000 player you can get on Fanball. Uh, you can't play him on, a, on another side. I know that. So just want to throw him out there before we go to uh, your guys' wide receivers. Let's, let's, go, well, let's start with I, yeah. I wanted to mention that uh, by the time that game kicks off, he'll be more than three years removed from his last 100-yard game, more yes. than four years removed from his last touchdown. Yes. And, uh, There's a lot of risk. For, for, for a pre- other podcast that I appear on, I did a little bit of research. Uh, I found the biggest the biggest gap I found was tight end Charlie Young, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who scored had like an eight year gap between hundred yard games as a receiver, and it wasn't like there was one in between. It was like he had one, and then he went eight years and had another yeah. one. So it's been done. Uh, I got your stat of the podcast here, boys. Ooh, I'm okay. ready. Bring it. Josh Gordon of the last two se- season debuts he's had. Oh yeah. He, neither oh. of them were week one. Okay, he had yep. a game at Minnesota. He had a game at Atlanta. Atlanta. He, yeah. He is averaging averaging of those two games. He's averaging uh, nine catches, eighteen targets, hundred and thirty three yards, and one half touchdown I'm, in those games back. I'm going to take the under. Of this, course, this week. But I will point up that the man comes ready. Mm. To yep. at least be thrown to, you know yep. what? No, no. Yep. <laughs> well, that's all you can ask. <laughs> all right, let's let's go to your wide receiver, John. I'm going to spend up again. Uh, I found a nice little grouping of fifty nine hundred dollars for my quarterback, running back, fifty seven hundred for my wide receiver, tight end. Just admit you have a sugar mama making all these, buying all these players for you. Why you know? not? Hey. We're, we're here in Value Village. You're over there at, at the Rodeo Drive on it, Boxing Day. If yeah. she wants to. Wrap up nicely, Robbie Anderson, who I have in my top ten this week uh, at fifty seven hundred. Uh, it's the five game scoring streak that grabs your attention, but over that same span, he's also averaging seven targets, five catches, eighty three yards per game. So I went and looked at uh, what Chiefs, uh, what the Chiefs are allowing to wide receivers targeted at that level. Fourteen different wide receivers with seven or more targets against them have either scored or topped hundred yards. Nine, nine of them have scored or topped hundred yards. Um, you lower that num- yardage number to 60, and it's 13 of 14. Every wide receiver with seven or more targets since week five 
against the Chiefs has scored or put up at least 65 yards. He'll easily get six. I mean, he was averaging six targets a game before last week, but he should easily find six you, to seven targets. You've got a guy on a five-game scoring streak. You've got the team that's allowed the most wide receiver yeah. tight end or touchdowns. And then you've got these ancillary stats that build him a, a nice floor and you give him the boost with the inevitable touchdown. 5,700 seems like a value. Love it. Love it. 5,700 for he, I, I think I even have him right at the edge of my top 12 this week for wide receivers too. So uh, who's your wide receiver, Jay? You know, the thing I like about this podcast, doing it before I finish some of my pieces, is that I take the information you guys give me and then I do a little extra research and I, I end up changing my rankings even before Sunday. Yep. And D.D. Westbrook is a perfect example yeah, of that. I, I think really I like have him in week. the 40s, the high 40s right now. This is a great matchup, okay? Uh, if anyone watched Jags, Colts, last, what, they played six, seven weeks ago? Boring game, 27-zip, but the, here's the thing to take away from it. Blake Bortles had 300 yards passing before the first half ended. Yep. The Colts can't stop anyone. The Colts have given up only two rushing touchdowns all year, which is basically their way of saying, we don't care if you score, but our pride says absolutely not on the running game. Yep. So they're, they're more than willing to let it happen. Uh, against the Cardinals last week, DD had 10 targets, six catches. Everyone knows I am a catch to target. That starts 60%. with percent. Yeah. Yep. Leads the team 60% in targets. is good. He leads the team in targets. Back. Uh, Bortles, I don't know if Bortles is going to have three or four touchdowns. Uh, and We made the joke the other day for the season – Bortles has not thrown more than one touchdown pass in a game on American soil. Mm -hmm. But in England, he threw, what, four touchdowns, yep. and he had three to Martin St. Louis? I actually made that yeah. joke on the show on Fantasy Football Weekly last week, too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. And, so uh, if you're the stadium it's announcer. It's a good joke. It's a great joke. not familiar joke. with that show. If you're the stadium announcer <laughs> what is that at, show? Uh, in Jacksonville, don't you play like God Saves the Queen when they run out on the field? I mean, uh, you're you, make them feel you, you serve tea and crumpets <laughs> in the locker room before. I mean, you got to do something to uh, get Blake Bortles going. You know, have a guard stand outside and the the big fuzzy hat and yeah I, the Colts have the 30th ranked pass yeah. defense uh 278 no, yards per game no Melvin oh, like as I mentioned uh Bortles carved him up he had 330 yards passing which basically means they went to operation shutdown in the second they half did. last week <laughs> uh when they played the Colts he had all the all those stats one touchdown 69.2 percent completion rate on only 18 completions for the day Okay, I'm not saying he'll have 300 yards at halftime, but this is another great matchup. Uh, Marquise Lee should have a decent day. And, but yeah, I think West Lee's Westbrook, gimpy, but he'll play. Westbrook will never out, touch likely. 200 yards this year, like he predicts every week. <laughs> but you will you will begin to see the seedlings of a potential yeah. stud next year. You know this who week. he kind of reminds me of at times is Paul Richardson, how he just attacks the Fine. ball. Someone said that on Twitter, and I'm like, that is exactly like that. right. I that like is that exactly what he does. I, I wish I could remember who said it on Twitter so I could credit them. But I think uh, it was some guy named Tuvi. I don't know. D.D. Like yeah. Westbrook. He's I really like him for his 4,300. Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, I will mention, handle. I will your, mention. Your icon. Two. <laughs> oh, that's two. Oh, the, I thought he was holding up a thumb. I thought you were okay. saying his face looked like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> his head or something. I've been called worse. Can your but face look like a thumb? A head. Sure. Yeah, people, uh, but right, Jay well, mentioned, I wonder what you guys are saying about me behind my Jay back. mentioned uh, Tennessee possibly. <laughs> Jay mentioned Tennessee possibly getting his their pound of flesh. If yes. they do, Corey Davis is fifty two hundred and uh, has been getting a lot of targets. Actually, didn't have a lot we, last week, but that's the first time you mentioned it on this podcast. We've been talking. About, I've been talking about it for seven weeks. I think I thought you mentioned earlier in the podcast the pound of flesh. No, did we? Yeah, when we were talking Mario. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Yep. It all runs together. My bad. My yeah. bad. I think you said sixteen ounces of flesh, though. So yeah, okay. fish got confused, <laughs> or maybe there it was it a metric weight. There it is. 
All right. Well, let's move on to Tuvi's tight end, I guess. We're going to go over to tight ends now because we're done with wide receivers. Again, I'm, I'm spending up a little bit. The, the big guns, the, the typical big guns, have tougher matchups this week. But there's there's five teams that you can go to. That I hate it, the tight ends this yeah. week. I just well, it, well I, I found one that you should like. I found a couple. Yeah. The only thing that's stopping Hunter Henry is his coach and the game plan. Because in the five games that he's had Those are two more than things. two catches, <laughs> he's averaging five catches, 70 yards, and he scored twice. In six games where he's been forgotten, including two zero-target games and two two-target games. And why would you forget about Hunter Henry? His six-game total for those games, seven catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Now, the last two weeks, he's had five targets in each. That suggests to me that with uh, Los Angeles winning, they remember, hey, we got a really good tight end, and maybe we should incorporate him into this offense. Now he gets the Browns, who have allowed tight end touchdowns in four straight games. They've allowed the most tight end receptions, the second most tight end touchdowns, the seventh most tight end yards. Antonio Gates is a memory. Keenan Allen gets all the outside looks. Hunter Henry works the middle of the field, and for 5,700, he's in my lineup. You just sp- spoke for three minutes, and you could have just said Hunter Henry plays the Browns. Give me your guy, Jay. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but you know, I, otherwise I get paid by the word. So, <laughs> oh, that's how yeah. it works. No, a lot of good stats. Syllable, there. It's, actually. It, it's why it emphasizes like how great. Emphasizes how great this matchup is. I was wondering why he was singing "Super Califragilisticexpialidocious" <laughs> the other day. Okay. Why? Why sense. he uses it in every single well, article? Discussing triskaidekaphobia for week thirteen. You know what's weird? Saying that word on the air, for the, but without practicing it, you're like when you get halfway through it, you're like, oh, geez, I forget the second half. That kind of thing. Yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious yeah. or triskaidekaphobia. The the first one or yeah. anti disestablishmentarianism. Yeah. This has nothing to do with Man, the podcast. I'm just, <laughs> you can hear the cash register. Half of this, this has podcast nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> but uh, if if you there are people in this world that can recite the alphabet backwards because they've can. had to do it in front of the police for for my a reason. wife has yeah. never been in front of the police but she can do I it. I have like a friend that, that can unreal. do it like you wouldn't believe that. does that make me he bad? can do it backwards like yeah it's me there are some people yeah. I just yeah. I don't get it it's crazy to me I, I did used to practice that just in case I ever got pulled uh, over I, I used to practice the the, the finger test you know the, all, right, we're, all right we'll talk about enough that. comedy jokes yeah. now Kyle Rudolph is my guy he is I believe the eh, eighth or ninth ninth tight end and below him I just there's only one other player I like uh, at tight end this week but Kyle Rudolph is at 5600 Atlanta's allowed 50 plus yards or a touchdown in five of their last six games to a starting tight end the only one that didn't was Ed Dixon so we don't even count that it's basically like five straight yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I like the matchup okay just a lot of 50 yard games a lot of touchdowns in there um, and Rudolph has been pretty hot lately so at 5600 He's my guy. Below that price, I like basically nothing except for the guy Jay is about to expound on. Actually, I'm going to go pivot on you. Oh, no. no. Don't do it. I'm looking at my list of PPR people. Okay. I I was originally going to go Ricky Seals-Jones, who is my, what, number nine tight end for the week? Yeah. Number nine. Uh, At 4,200. And then I realized Benjamin Watson is number six for me, and he's $800 cheaper. So I will pivot on the fly and go Benjamin Watson going against my my hometown Detroit Lions. In fact, I will be in Detroit (laughs) watching the game on Sunday, so that should be fun. Um, uh, Since week two, Ben Watson has a catch-to-target rate of 81%. Oh, see, it's the old catch-to-target that rate. That is insane. That gets him. He, yep. now, Even if it's two for three. <laughs> will he get you more than 50 yards? Probably not, but let's keep in mind, they're going against the Lions. Okay, Everyone says, well, the Lions, they, I don't really see them, Jay, in the bottom 10 
against tight ends. No, trust me, when you're watching Ed Dixon, when you're watching Kyle Rudolph, when you're watching uh, David Njoku, for whatever reason, tight ends have good games against the Lions. It might not be an obvious thing that hits you over the head, like playing the Giants or the Browns, but it's there, people. It's there. $3,400 for my number six tight end of the week. Absolute steal. I have to pivot. I had to do it. I had to do it. And funny you mentioned Ben Watson. I was talking about the gaps in Josh Gordon's resume, assuming he scores and or hits 100 yards sure. this week and how long they'd be. Ben Watson, his la- coming into this season, he had a 100-yard game on October 7th, 2007. <laughs> okay. His next 100-yard game was December 5th, 2010. Okay. So a three-year gap. And then his next 100-yard game was October 15th, 2015. So almost a five-year gap. Okay, but he had mm-hmm. 90 yards in his first game this or week hey, two. No, this year? I'm not. I like Ben yep. Watson. I'm, hey, I'm here, a fan. Okay, answer me. Riddle me this, Batman. All right. When Ed Dixon set the tight end record for receiving yards this year, what team did it come against? Well, the season high. I think we. I think yeah, we found Shannon out it was Sharp like, set the season yeah. record. So no, no, no. For this season. For this. Which season. team did it come against? Um, the Lions. I'm going to phone a friend. When Lions. Kyle Rudolph scored two wide-open touchdowns on Thanksgiving Day, which team did that come against? Um, let's see. Thanksgiving Day is a game in Dallas, <laughs> and then there was one in Washington. Washington. The answer is Detroit. Okay. Oh, it was a trick question. Yeah, th- th- this is uh, – For people – I can't believe $3,400. This, to me, it's kind of like you, where you forgot somebody and then you just kind of threw them a bone at the end. Wow, 30. why would you say that about Oz? Oh, great and mighty Oz. I don't bash the great and mighty Oz. No, I'm no well aware who, who does that. Oz. Yeah, but uh, I'm just saying, 3400 that sounds like the price of a forgotten person. Yeah. Almost Josh Gordon upside right there. Yep, yep. And uh, just for the listeners, since we mentioned him a couple times, Ricky Seals-Jones is 4200 do Seems to have a connection with Gabbert. Yes, he does. But keep in mind, and that I love Seals-Jones. In fact, he, he's a much, I think he's a much better converted tight end upside-wise than, tight, like, than a defensive that he was in college. But keep in mind, the Rams, well, I believe, Rams are top 10 across the board, I think, in targets, receptions, and receiving yards allowed. So, Correct. Yeah. But over the last three games, they're one of the worst, allowing nearly six catches and sixty-seven over 67 okay, yards per I'm game. Okay, I'm trying to think of a play that Kobe Fleener made in, on, in Sunday's game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that, that is the one that didn't. Okay. So, so really, in the two games before Fleener, they allowed a All right, I'm not buying ton. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not buying it. So you're saying you're on Club Seals, Jones? all right let's get on out of here (laughs) on that note we are 10 15 minutes over time i like it so i like it so much for this weekend i will when i write a story on fanball i will be simply referred to as j clement no j seals clements j seals clements i like it all right all right we're gonna get out of here hope you uh liked some stuff in there and use one of those players and and we're okay with all the Sidetracks. <laughs> Sidetrack. And we're, and we're, no, we're not even drinking here. Either, no, you we're know? not. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, sorry. For uh, John Tuvey at J2V, for Jay Clemens at MIN underscore Jay Clemens, and for myself at Scott Fish 24 Thanks for listening. Have a great day.